Welcome to Divine Light with Tiffany, where we will break down the many chapters in the Bible and discuss what they mean to us and how they apply to our lives. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to all my divine sisters and brothers in Christ. I am so glad to be here and so glad that you could join me for this episode today. And now that we have uh, made our way through Christmas, at least, and we are heading into a new year, I I felt that it was uh, very necessary for me to kind of touch on the topic that we discussed last time, right? So I kind of decided I was going to make this a part two um, of dealing with unforgiveness. Um, But I'm going to call this episode more of uh, forgiveness. So it's a part two sort of kind of. um, But the question um, that we're going to discuss today is how do we get to a place of forgiveness. Okay, so without further ado, let's jump right into it. So when I think of the topic of forgiveness, um, and how do we get there? Um, I, what I have come to learn is that your healing won't always come by the way of the person that hurt you. Uh, Too often, I think that we stay in a place of pain because we are waiting for that person who hurt us or the person who, you know, the reason pretty much uh, for our pain and why we are in a place of feeling like we can't forgive someone of something or maybe it's multiple things um, because we're waiting for that person to fix it. We're waiting for that person to change it, to do better, to be better, uh, to, to seem as if they care, you know, um, you know, that they, they feel our hurt, they feel our pain, they understand why they have hurt us or uh, they understand what they did to hurt us or, uh, you know, how whatever it is that they did, you know, hurt us in a certain way. We want them to understand, you know, we want them to get it. And it's, it's hard for us to process the trauma and, and moving on and feeling as if the problem is left unsolved without this person coming to a place of understanding, right? Um, and sometimes, at the very least, you know, we want to see what we believe is justice, right? We want to see you know, them get something in return almost for how they've hurt us. Um, When oftentimes, oftentimes, the punishment that we want to see done to them or, you know, for them to get paid back or whatever it is, oftentimes 
it doesn't make us feel any better, right? So uh, let's move to Matthew's, uh, Matthew's chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. Um, For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So I like to say, well, what is it? What is it or who is it uh, that has made you feel like you are, are no longer worthy? Or what was it or who was it? or both, that took your fight away, that took the fire that burned within you when you felt like you could do anything you wanted in the world? What is it or or, or who was it, right, who got you to a place of just feeling held back, feeling held back? You've been wanting and waiting for something new. I, 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 I'm just looking for a breakthrough. I'm waiting for something to happen. But God is telling you that your breakthrough lies in your healing. The devil has used your pain to hold you back long enough. It could be, you know, us saying to ourselves, well... Well, if I just had a better upbringing, if my mother could only be a better a better mother, if my father was a better father, if my father was even there, whatever the story is, fill in the blank. The devil uses your pain to hold you back and keep you in a place where you are stuck. You want so bad to move forward. You want so bad to break through. I encourage you to consider this thought. What if the person that you are wanting to to do better, to get better, to, to be better, what if they are just simply unable to come to a place of understanding with you? Because no matter how much you try, you, you know, you might explain to them and tell them, well, could you just stop or could you not do whatever it is to try to get them to understand your pain, your frustration, your hurt with them. But they're just simply incapable of doing it for whatever the reason is, right? Maybe, maybe... It is because of hurt, trauma, whatever that they have dealt with in their own lives. Maybe they are just unable to be in a place to understand how their actions or their inactions have hurt you because all they can see is their hurt, their pain what they went through. Maybe, 
no matter what it is that we say, no matter what it is that we ask them or or tell them, they're not going to give us the answer that we were hoping for. They're not going to come to a place of understanding because they truly just can't. They just can't. They can't see past their own hurt. So in saying that, how does that get us to a place where now we can't see past our own hurt? And who now gets hurt because of it? Can we see that if that our pain could possibly maybe be affecting someone else, our relationship with someone else in our lives, maybe our children, maybe our spouses? Can we see that? Because to me, it creates a cycle. It creates a cycle. And and that's exactly what the devil wants. Okay, by the way. He wants us to be stuck in this place that we can't get past our hurt. We can't get past our pain. And so we can't move forward because we're so busy staying stuck in the past. Staying stuck on what was or maybe what is, right? But we're staying stuck on that. When all we want to do is move forward. But in that same sense, we don't realize how us staying stuck on our pain has now also created the same cycle. Because now our pain affects others in our lives, right? I watched this movie, um... It, uh, I believe that I can't remember exactly what the movie was called, but it was based on um, a song called I Can Only Imagine. Um, it was it, it was actually this movie was based on a true story um, uh, 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 from it was based on the uh, the lead singers um, of the group, um, his relationship with his father in the, the group. It's a Christian group and their name is Mercy Me and I don't know if you guys ever seen this movie or even heard the song (laughs) but uh, if you're not interested in the movie I encourage you to at least find the song um, I can only imagine because it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful Uh, but but pretty much to try to shorten give you a quick synopsis of what the movie was um, it was uh Bart, his name is Bart Millard. Growing up, he had a very bad relationship with his father. His father was a drunk, um, and it's just he was he's abusive, you know, verbally, physically. It was just a horrible relationship. And as he got older, you know, he just kind of just stayed away. Like he moved away, went away from the house, moved away. He went off to kind of tour with his group, his band, um, and he just. Uh, he, he, it was like something always held and holding him back. You know, he wanted to be this great music musician, this great singer and everything, but there was always something holding him back. Um, and one day at some point, his father got sick with cancer, I believe. And when he went back, you know, and I can't, I can't remember the hundred percent if he went back to take care of them or, or what happened. Um, 
But at some point, the father found Jesus, okay? And slowly and surely, they begin to restore their own relationship. And he actually turned into being the father that he always dreamed he would be, um, finally. And of course, shortly after that, he ends up passing away. So he writes this song, um, and I'm sure, you know, based off many emotions and everything, but it was kind of like, I can only imagine what it must be like, you know, standing there before the king. Um, But the fact that it took so long for him to be able to have a relationship with his father, just for it to only be very short-lived and to him be taken away shortly after, Um, You know, the pain, it was hard. It was very hard, and I can just only imagine. Um, (laughs) And that pun was not intended. But um, speaking from my own own experiences, um, thinking about my grandfather, um, I wasted so much time, you know, being mad at him. um, And just in some of the ways... Some of the things that, you know, hey, he tried his best. And of course, I can see it now. You know, he was a, he was a, you know, 60 plus year old man trying to take care, uh, raise two little girls on his own at the time. And he tried his best. He really, really did. He did the things the best way he knew how he knew how. And as we all know today, and especially us as parents, you don't always get it right. You don't always say the, the best words. You don't always have the best reactions. Um, you just don't. You know, you learn as a parent that it's, there is no manual. They, there may be one, but things could say all these things, you know. But when you're actually parenting, when you're actually living the experience and going through things, you're not going to always make the best choices. You're not going to always do everything perfectly. You're just not. Um... And so, of course, coming from a place of being a parent now and definitely realizing that and what life has taught me, of course, now I can see, you know, uh, the reason that my grandfather, you know, acted in certain ways and what caused him to, you know, make the decisions, some of the decisions that he made and, you know, things like that, you know, things that I just couldn't get then and things that I just couldn't get past. And I wasted so much time being angry with him um but you know I do remember at some point uh probably some maybe a year or so maybe I don't know maybe some time before his uh 80th birthday actually I think it was like a uh, over a couple years maybe before his 80th birthday I guess now looking back now it must have been the spirit telling me that I need to make amends you know, I need to make amends with my grandfather. I need to get past my emotions and get past all the stuff that, hey, I can't change. We can't change. We can't go back and change it. But we can control what we do with our time right now, right? Um, so I did. And I remember I just kept having this, you know, and I, and I assumed that it was a spirit because I kept having this feeling that go see him for his 80th birthday, you know, go see him. So that's what we did. We packed up. We ended up actually driving through a snow snowstorm to get there. <laughs> um, but we made it there safely. Um, thank God. And I'm just I'm just so thankful that I, I did that. We made that decision and I got to spend that time with my grandfather. Um, 
that year for his 80th birthday. That was a wonderful time. Um, and then the very next year, uh, we actually um, came back. And uh, it was actually me and my sister and all the kids and everything. And we went back to see him for that uh, the following Thanksgiving. And that was just a beautiful time. And that was the last time that we actually saw him as the person that we've always remembered him to be. Um, he had a stroke shortly after that. And he, he just was never the same after uh, the stroke. He was never the same. He just wasn't the same granddaddy. He was sweet. He was nice, but he was not the same grandfather. So, <clears throat> but anyway, so let's move on to um, Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 and 29. And, um, or, oh, excuse me. Hold on. Let me make sure I got this right here. Sorry about that. Hold on, guys. Okay, so no, no, this is okay. Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 through 35. So, and I feel like um, that, well, this is pretty long, but I think that, um, I think that uh, it is just very necessary. So bear with me, please. All right, and let's read through this together. Um, I'm actually reading this from the King James Version, if you want to follow along. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon who was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents, but... For as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion. And loosened him, loosed him, and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet. And besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison, till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had, what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then this Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all of that debt, because thou desiredest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. 
so likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you. If ye from your hearts forgive not every one of his brother their trespasses. That uh, is very uh, just touching, you know, it's uh, it's deep, you know, honestly. Um, I mean, if you just really think about the many times that we expect grace to be given for our trespasses, right? That we expect grace to be given for the things that we do, but yet we have a hard time giving that same grace to others, right? So I ask you, how do we stop the cycle? I believe in my heart, my sisters and brothers, that the only way that we stop the cycle of unforgiveness and get to a place of forgiveness is by releasing whomever it is, whatever it is, of our expectations, releasing them of our expectations, meaning I'm not going to love you for who I expect you to be. A mother should be like this, so I expect you to be like this. So this is the standard that I'm holding you to. And every time that you don't live up to that standard, I'm going to be hurt. Loosen them of that expectation. And love them for who they actually are. And not for who we expect them to be. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. But in order for you to come to a place of forgiveness, it's the only way. Maybe, maybe prayerfully, before all is said and done, you and that person will come to a place that you can truly, truly feel like you can forgive and move on. And they can truly understand how they hurt you. But at the same time, don't live by that. Don't expect that because it's not guaranteed. For all we know, that person could be gone tomorrow. And now we don't get a chance and they don't get a chance and there are no more chances. So I feel in order for us to stop the cycle, okay, and the trauma that unforgiveness leaves behind we have to come to a place through Christ and decide that it stops here and that it stops now with us we have to come to a place through Christ and with Christ without relying on that person I have to come to a place of my healing without waiting on that person or that situation. So uh, that is just what I encourage us to think about, um, especially 
as we go into this new year. Um, I believe that if 2020 has taught us nothing else, it should have, I pray, at the very least, showed us and have taught us that tomorrow is not promised. It is never promised. We don't have that. We can't rely on that. We're grateful if it comes. We're thankful if it's God's will and we're allowed to be here to have another day. But it is not promised. We only have today. Today is what we have. Yesterday, that's already passed. It's already done and over with. We can't go back and change anything that we did, said, tried, didn't try, whatever it was yesterday. We can only change and make an effect and make an impact on what happens today. So with that, I'll I'll, uh, leave us here with one more verse. Um, This is uh, Romans chapter 8 verses 37 from the NIV version. Know in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Okay. So with that, my brothers and sisters, I just want to thank you again for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I won't be recording one, or at least not airing one, (laughs) um, before uh, the new year. So happy new year to everyone. Um, I pray that you all are having a beautiful, wonderful um, holidays and um, enjoying. Hopefully, maybe you had some time off or something from work. um, And um, whatever you're doing, I hope you're enjoying family, um, just being grateful for every moment that we get, for every moment that we get. Um, And for this time right here, right now, my sisters and brothers, I love every one of you. And remember that God loves you more. Um, And as always, I will end with ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. With that, I pray that everyone has a blessed week ahead. And until then, let the divine light shine in you.